As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. My name is Jared Weiss. I am joined by Mo Dekeel. Mo, we always like to start the show off and really do the whole show talking about the best games from the night before. And uh, usually they don't include a 73-point blowout. History! The Grizzlies, they made history. They beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 152-79. to Holy crap. Who, who made more history? Are we going to be saying down the road, like... The Memphis Grizzlies won by 73, or we're going to be, holy crap, the Oklahoma City Thunder lost a game by 73. Points. They're the ones that made history. It's going to be the loss, yeah. yeah the, the, loss. The, the Thunders, are, are, are the, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and congratulations to them. making it. If you're going to do it, if you're going to tank, if you're going to go extremely bad, do it in historical fashion. So I applaud them for that. Now, we should point out, no Shea Gilgis Alexander, he was out in... Concussion protocol. Pretty much the only reason this game went this way. Yeah, and no Josh Giddy. So, I mean, you would have lost by like, what, 50 or 40 if those guys had played. Mind you, Memphis didn't have John Morant. And let's just, I just want to run quickly through some of the numbers for Memphis in this game. Because it, it all starts on the defensive end, even though the Thunder only scored 79 points. Jared, the Grizzlies shot, 50, excuse me, shot 62.5% from the field. 52.8 from three. They had 20 more shots than, than the Thunder. Had 53 rebounds to 26 for the Thunder. And one of my favorite stats, 41 assists on 60 made field goals. And then the doozy, the doozy of them all, 82 points in the paint. Like this was just an unbelievable. They outscored the Thunder in the paint. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. You're 100% right. They win the game just off their pain points. That was spectacular. I mean, the funny thing was, there was a point of this game where it wasn't a massive blowout. I mean, there was a, what was it, 11 point game, I think, early in the second quarter? Yeah, 34 to 23. And I think it was when Paul Watson hit a three. It seemed like Oklahoma was pushing back a little bit, and then there was a huge Grizzlies dunk halfway through the quarter, and they just kind of racing away with it after that. I mean, holy shit, Jared. There's not much else we could say. I apologize for cursing for everybody early in the morning. But, like, 
damn. I, like everybody's going to say, I thought it was a typo, this or that, and stuff like that. It's shocking. Like, oh, yeah. when I saw, I mean, when I saw it was like a 50 point game, I thought that was a glitch with League Pass. And I like, I think I hit you up. I'm like, is this really happening? Yeah. It, I had to go to Twitter to see if I was mistaken. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. And, you know, it's just a, it's, I feel bad for the Thunder. First off, this is their eighth straight loss. You know, they, they had a nice little run to start the season. We're, we're, we're doing all right. And then everything's coming off. The, the, the wheels are beginning to come apart. And everybody keeps going like, it's okay. They got a few days to kind of work this off. They don't play again till Monday. That's even worse. You'd want to play a game the very next day to get the stench of this nasty one off your back. Like this is a, this is going to be a tough one to hold on to for the next couple of days. And believe me, having been part of a coaching staff of a team that was terrible and got their asses kicked on a regular <laughs> basis, my first couple of years in the league, it stays with you for a while so this one's gonna hurt for the the thunder for quite a while and you know uh, we, we had to start the show with it it's it's historic there's no way no other way we could do it i mean if this was just a 30 point loss we probably wouldn't even be talking about him yeah and somebody go give lou dort a hug because lou dort's been doing his thing he was the leading scorer with 15 points he got to the line eight times and he still had a minus 53 plus minus for the game yeah and i also want to point out like if you're on the grizzlies they played everybody. Only three guys didn't get into double digits, you know, like, and one of them was Desmond Bain. Bain, Bain can score, you know, it's kind of surprising in that sense, but it just unbelievable performance for them. Obviously they got red hot and as well. And everything was cooking just right for them. Just wow. Wild game. All right. Well, that comeback did not work out for the Thunder. Let's get the one that did. It was the Knicks against the Bulls. The Knicks did pull off the comeback, but then they didn't win in the end. The Bulls won it 119-115 to 115 at the Garden. The Bulls were destroying them in the first half. Vucevic was dominant in the first quarter. Then uh, DeMar DeRozan was going off in the second quarter. It just seemed like the Knicks just didn't have a shot. And then Randall and quickly brought them back into it in the third quarter. Yeah, I mean... First off, the Knicks' first quarter, the way they came out was just atrocious. Like, it felt like no energy, completely lifeless. Taj Gibson gets ejected real quickly in the first quarter. And, I mean, it, you just felt it coming off. They only scored 19 points, gave up 37. That's like an opposite of a Tibbs team. Tibbs giving up 37 points. He's having a heart attack on the sidelines. And, you know, give the Knicks credit because I thought, like, wow, this is going to be a massive blowout. This thing's – I was excited for this game, but – Quickly came in, came rolling. I got to apologize to Knicks fans. I think you and I were on a pod for one of the Daily Dings, and I was talking about his shooting off the dribble, and that's a bad shot. Nah, man, he, he's proved me wrong. He's dr- killing it off the dribble with some of his threes and things like that. Really brought them back, but it was just they dug themselves too big of a hole, Jared. Yeah, because, I mean, they did finally regain that lead late in the fourth quarter when Randall kind of went on his little streak, but Levine just hit so many great shots at the end there. I mean, Levine is just continuing to prove that he's a closer good enough to lead a top-tier team. Yeah, not just Levine, also DeMar DeRozan. I mean, DeMar finished the fourth quarter with just 18 points. You know, ho-hum kind of night in the fourth quarter from him. Like, he sort of just sealed the deal and everything that went along with it. And, you know, the Bulls, they got to be careful, man, because they almost choked this one away. There was some stuff there where it was like, if you're going to be a real good team, you're not giving up this type of lead in this instance. When you have a team on the ropes, you got to go for the knockout, and they they didn't, and the Knicks were able to battle back. 
Yeah, I mean, DeRozan at 34, Vucevic at 27, Levine at 27, and then nobody else really could hit a shot besides that. Uh, Lonzo Ball, he went two for 10 from deep. He had at least one really nice floater here or there, but he was kind of off his game. And then obviously coming off the bench between Caruso, Nsumu, Jones, and Brown, like they don't really have any other scoring support. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those games. They just couldn't get a shot to fall. Like Ball had three corner threes within like a two to three minute span that were wide open that he just missed, you know, and I just one of those nights in the second half where they couldn't make anything. And we, we kind of glossed over it, but Vucevic having a second game of a really good offensive performance, dropped 30 against Charlotte the other night, 27 here against the Knicks. So a, a little bit of a promising sign for the Bulls to feel like, Hey, maybe he's beginning to come along and get going after that slow start. But overall, if you're the Nick, uh, if you're the Bulls, you got to figure a way to knock this team out. You can't let them back into this. So then, over on the Knicks side, I mean, how are you feeling about Burks in the point guard role and the way that they're playing through that? It's it's a little bit difficult because you know I think even Burks would say he's not a point guard, right? Like it's not really he's not really a playmaker. He's not a guy that we're ever going to think of in terms of a traditional point guard. But he's done a pretty good job. Didn't shoot it all that well in this game, going three for ten, had sixteen points but got to the line a bunch, got 10 free throws. And that's a big one there. I think, you know, I like what we're seeing from the Knicks there. It's funny. We actually did their, their last game, right? When they, they lost to uh, the Nets on Tuesday. And it's a little bit frustrating now because now you're like, okay, it's our second moral victory. You know, fortunately they both count as losses. So a little bit frustrating, but I like where they're progressing, at least what they did in the second half. They just, they can't start out a game as badly as they did in the first half. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's head up to Toronto where the Raptors beat the Bucks 97 to 93. And we had a wild ending for this one. Yeah, it was nuts with like 20 seconds left. The Raptors are up five. Precious Achua fouls Drew, uh, excuse me, Chris Middleton while he's shooting a three. So he goes to the line for three free throws. Jared makes the first two misses the next one. And the Bucks get the rebound and Bobby Portis gets fouled. So now it's a, a, Two-point game. Bobby Portis is going to the line. Makes the first free throw. Misses the next free throw. But they get the rebound again. And in a situation where they get a swing-swing, they swing it over to Pat Connaughton, wide open for a corner three. And he just misses it, Jared. That's how close this game came from going to almost a win for the Raptors to a loss just because of those missed rebounds on the, the free throws. And the, the irony of that play was that it was Connaughton who tipped it out to Bobby Portis off of Bobby Portis' miss. Then Portis swung it to the elbow. Then it got swung to Connaughton in the corner, who was completely wide open. I mean, you could, cannot create a better shot in the NBA to try to win. It He's kicking himself for missing that. That's a shot. He's like, come on. You know, a little bit frustrated with that. 
but just a wild end to it because I was kind of not, not ready for that. Fred Van Vliet, he was terrific. He's been really, really good lately. He had 29 points on 9 for 17 shooting. Uh, he was just so good in transition in this game. Siakam was leaking out. I mean, they, they, they were running. They were really looking like the kind of quintessential Raptors team. Yeah, and we should also mention, again, no Giannis Antetokounmpo tonight. And they just that took – the, Yeah, of course, right? Like when the other team's best player. But they just took advantage of it and kept going. And you saw the Bucks' offense kind of come to a stall in the second quarter with just 17 points. I mean, that ends up being the big difference. But, you know, Scotty Barnes with a couple of big plays down the stretch. Siakam dropping 20. I mean, pretty, pretty decent performance for – Toronto, I felt like that's something you can kind of feel a little bit confident you could build upon here a little bit with what they have going. And you, I mean, Utah, Utah Watanabe had a nice little run. Every time I looked up during the second quarter, he was doing positive things. That's what he does. Watanabe, when I was just in Toronto last weekend for a game and everybody there was talking about Watanabe and how he just like he keeps doing all the little things and they really are loving him as like the kind of their new favorite role player there. Yeah, but he's. I'm still remembering the poster he's on for Anthony <laughs> Edwards. Uh, but yes, you know, he's doing some good stuff. I think, you know, good stuff for Toronto here. You know, they're always going to be a tough team. We know they're well coached with Nick Nurse and things like that. And you got to come correct. And if when Fred Van Vliet's going to shoot it as efficiently as he did tonight, it's going to be a problem. All right. Well, we, start, we started the show with a gigantic win and we'll end it with a vital win. Suns beat the Pistons. They win 114-103. to 103. New franchise record. That's 18 wins in a row. Yeah, good for them. I mean, they're rolling there. First off, I thought the Pistons really kind of made a game of this. Battled into it, it here a little bit. Had had made it a little bit of a challenge for the, the Suns, who just came off beating the Warriors, about to go play the Warriors on Friday night. I think uh, good stuff there in, in that regard. Obviously, no Devin Booker for the Suns. But, it, man. 18 straight wins. That ain't easy, folks. And the way it, they did it, they had nobody scored 20 points in this game. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players uh, within double figures. I mean, uh, you know, no Devin Booker, obviously, so they don't have their usual guy to, to bring it all together. But CP3 at 12 points, he had 12 assists, and everybody else was scoring. While on the other end, Jeremy Grant was the big scorer. He had 34 points, went 12 or 14 from the line. Cade looked pretty good. Isaiah Stewart was barreling through as he likes to do. Uh, I mean, this was definitely probably one of the better shots that the Pistons can take at a top tier team. But the Suns are just they're so deep. And when their depth is on, they're kind of impossible to stop. Yeah, no, like that's the thing about the Pistons. They're they're going to hang in with most teams and eventually the, their own youth will come in the way and 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 take the the chances of victory away from and just a couple of mistakes here and there i mean Cade cunningham picking three fouls up in the first six minutes of the game really hurt their chances started to put them in a big hole and you know that's just the way it goes all right that's it let's get out of here don't forget theathletic.com slash ding that's where you subscribe listen to the athletic nba show you can find it on apple Podcasts. you can find it on spotify you can find it on whatever other app exists that i don't actually use mo take us out of here Ding, ding.